und Schwierigkeiten den Weg versperren. Church, you doing good? Are you happy to be back in the muck? Yes. Me too. Nice building, different, right? Wow. Uh, I want to give you an update. The last week I was on a worship tour. I was in Italy Tuesday evening in Reggio di Emilia. This is where the Parma Schinken comes from. And we had about 150 people in Italy. That's a big, big hand. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. 150 people. Um, because we planted a church in Rome, and after three weeks, we had zero people. That means 150 is for us like, whoa, like revival takes place in Italy. I was in the west part of Switzerland, in Biel, in Neuchâtel, Lausanne, Geneva, Bull, and the ICF are doing an amazing job there. And I'm so pumped just to see that young people are, have a heart for the local church. They have a heart for Jesus Christ. People got saved. God, God healed people in an amazing way. Thank you so much for your prayer, for your support. Because I know if a church stands in, in prayer behind the ministry, God will do amazing, amazing things. And I want to give you an update for this week. I will fly out to, to uh, Qatar. Qatar in uh, Qatar, where the, where the world soccer tournament will be in summer, <laughs> Qatar. I will preach to uh, about 500 Arabic pastors for two days. And uh, just please pray for me. Uh, God give me energy and also wisdom that I say the right words for the right season, that the pastors can be equipped and the local churches in the Arabic room are growing, exploding in an amazing way. I want to preach about the topic Don't give up. Don't give up. We have started this series some weeks ago about the, the walls of Jericho. And my question was in the beginning of the series, what is your Jericho? Is there an area in your life or an addiction or a habit or you have a vision or you have just something where you say, God, I want to circle so long this area until it falls down, until I will receive a breakthrough. And I believe the breakthrough is closer than you ever thought. And God is doing miracles in amazing ways. I want to tell you an amazing story. Many, many years ago, they started the theological seminar in Dallas. They bought a big piece of land. They built a lot of houses. And there were hundreds of students there studying the Bible. But in the year 1929, they had no money. And all the teachers came together and said, hey, from now in four weeks, we have to close our theological seminary because we have no money. And they started to pray. And one teacher, he quoted an amazing Bible verse. And I've never read the Bible verse on a stage. He said in Psalms chapter 50, verse 10, the Bible is saying, 
For every animal of the forest is mine, and the cattle on the thousands hill. And the guy said, why are you quoting this Bible verse? He said, all the cattle and all the cows belong to God. Then he prayed a bold prayer, said, God, I pray that the farmer guy will sell a lot of cows and bring all the money to our cemetery. And everybody was like this, oh, bold prayer. The next guy prayed and the next person prayed and after 10 minutes, the PA knocked at the door. She opened the door and said, hey guys, an amazing miracle took place. There is a big farmer guy in Dallas. He sold about 80 cows and gave all the money to our seminary. And that's the miracle. You like it? Because I never heard that guy prays for cows or for kettles. With other words, God's timing is a kairos timing. On God's time, the breakthrough will happen in your personal life. On God's timing, there's a breakthrough in terms of finances, in terms of health, in terms of your relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to go back to the Old Testament because the people of God, they were wandering around for 40 years in the desert. And they ate every day the manna bread from heaven. God let it rain the manna bread from heaven. And the manna bread stands symbolically for one thing. You have always enough for today. Don't think about tomorrow. But right now where, where you're sitting, you have everything what you need. And the manna bread is a symbolic action step from God. I make you dependent with me. Have you ever thought if you have plenty too much, you know the next five weeks have everything, you know what's happened? We're not hungry anymore for God. We're not depending on God anymore. And that's why God holds us depending on us. A guy asked me a question. What is your job, Leo, as a pastor? I want to read to you what is my job. My job is to comfort the afflicted and to torment the comfortables. Which one of the groups are you? Because so many times we think about the afflicted people. They're those people they are in need. But have you ever thought about if you pray for God's blessing or we say we're going from glory to glory, it sounds so spectacular, I'm going from glory to glory and we're praying for blessing. Have you ever thought that the word blessing can create more work in your life? The blessing of God can create some stress factors in your life. You say, What's, what is Pastor Leo talking about? I want to prove it to you. Many years ago, I was single. Single Leo. Just alone. No ring, no wife, nothing. And I prayed, Jesus, give me a wife who is on fire for Jesus. And then I find my wife, Susanna, we got married. And I brought you a picture from our marriage. Oh. When I married, God blessed me with a wife, right? But from this moment on, the blessing created a lot of tension. Because before, when I said something, I was always agree with me. 
But all of a sudden, the blessing from God, it's not always agree what I'm thinking. That means blessing can cause afflictions. We said, oh God, we want to ask you for children. We know children are blessings from God, right? To make, to make it's always one thing, but to maintain it is another thing. I, I just want to show you a picture of my two boys. Uh, of course, they're now 14 and 16 years old. But this is my favorite picture because this picture, I was their hero, Superman, but now I'm just daddy. But when we got children, there was not my wife was not always agree with me. Even the two boys are not agree with me. That means there were even more tension in my family. But God has blessed me with a wife, with two kids. I am so blessed. I went from glory to glory, from to glory. But now, all of a sudden, the blessing of God can cause some afflictions in your life. Another example. When we started our church, we were 30 people. 30 people means you got one email a month. But now our church has 3,000 people and more. I've planted 50 churches. I'm traveling all over the world. Now I get every day between 50 and 60 emails. That means God has blessed me, but the emails brings some affliction in my life. Do you, know, do you understand what I mean? When God starts to bless your life, we have a myth in us. We believe if God is in me, if God is blessing me, I can open a company. And if I believe in opening a company, I just pray and God is signing the contract. The angels are working. My company is doubling year by year and year and year. I do nothing, just hang on a chair, reading the Bible, listen to ICF music. This is the myth what a lot of Christians have. We think when God is blessing me, life goes smoothly, goes easy and peasy. But maybe you're here, God has blessed you. You feel stressed. And there's the key, I want to encourage you right now, there's the key. When Martin Luther, the Bible theologian, said, if I have a lot to do, more work than hours, I get up two hours earlier, and I will spend two hours on my knees, just seeking Jesus, praying to Jesus, finding peace. I will not lose the connection because work is overrunning me. And what's happened so many times when we have a lot to do, that means we get up earlier that we can work more and we pray less. The key is, Get up earlier if God has blessed you with kids, with wife, with a job, with a house, whatever. You're so blessed. That means get up earlier in the morning and seek for the connection with God. This is one group. They're afflicted because God has blessed you so much, right? A second group is here. You feel really weary. For those, I want to encourage you with a very special illustration. Maybe you feel 
like that. So many loads on you. So many worries on you. So many problems on you. The thing is, the moment when you start to pray to Jesus, to ask him for a healing power, so many times in the first moment, you don't see in the outside a miracle. Because there's so many loads on you. So many levels on you that God has just put away level by level and level and level and level. And this is happened if you plug in to Jesus. I am with you. Miracles will accompany you. My joy is in you. My love surrounds you. I set you free. I give you peace. My strength is in you. And it lifts you up again. My job is to empower afflicted people, those that feel I'm so blessed and also stressed, but other people with weary. I want to just tell you, God is supplying every day what you need, not for tomorrow, for today. That's the manna bread means today. Now I want to talk to those that have everything. You are in a comfortable situation. Um, in Psalms chapter 32, verse 7, the Bible is saying, You are my hiding place. You will not protect me from the trouble and surround me with a song of deliverance. My first point is, if you want to see a breakthrough in your life, do what only you can do. Do what only you can do. Sometimes when you, we're just sitting here, we're praying, and God is doing the miracles, it happens also. But I would say 99% of all the miracles take place if you, if you do what only you can do and God will do a miracle. I want to tell you some examples out of the Bible, from the Word of God, from the Old and the New Testament. There were Elijah. Elijah came to a widow and Elijah was very hungry. And the widow had only um, some oil and flour. And she know, I can bake bread for one day and the next day we are dead. Elijah comes and says, widow, could you bake bread for me? And she said, you're a funny guy. My, my jar is always empty. I have a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. And she said, if I bake bread for you, I will die tomorrow. And Elijah said, if you want to see a miracle, do what only you can do. And what you can do is just give the flour, give the oil, pour it out and bake a bread for me. And you will see that God is doing a miracle. And she done what only she could do. She, book, she, she book, booked <laughs> the bread. And what's happened from that day on, the oil and the flour never run out. God multiplied an amazing miracle. And here you see a principle. She has done what only she can do. Then God will do what only he can do. 
Another example, Jesus was teaching 5,000 people on, the, on a mountain. And the 12 disciples coming to Jesus, Jesus, they're hungry. Said so Jesus, please give them food. And Jesus replied to them, no, not I am giving them food. You guys, you give those people food. Now you think, oh, that's easy because we have a lot of grocery stores here in Switzerland. You think, oh, they could go to the Migro, to Aldi, to Coop. Uh, what, what, what else we have? You see the labels? Gosh Migro, Gosh Aldi. They, they, they can buy all this food there. But in the desert, there were no Migro, no Aldi, no grocery store, nothing. And they went, they came back with five breads and two fish. I mean, just think for a moment, five bread and two fish, they could leave it there, this is for nothing. They came, Jesus, this is all what we have. When you do what only you can do, then God will do what only he can do. Take down five bread and two fish. Jesus took it, prayed to God, broke it, and said, now it's your turn. Go and deliver the bread and the fish. And they gave all the 5,000 people fish and bread and in the end, there are 12 buckets full of bread and fish. The multiplication miracle took place. You know why? The disciples have done what only they can do. They brought what they had. Another example. That's the stick of Moses. I rented from Moses. When the people of God stood in front of the, Red, of, the, of the Red Sea, two million people and the enemy is hunting them, Moses said, God, deliver us. And God asked the question to Moses, what's in your hand? He said, a stick. But why are you asking me? And God is saying, I will not do the miracle before... If you do what only you can do, then I will do what only I can do. And the quest of Moses is, what can I do? God said, take the stick and touch the water. And, and then, just touching the water is, sorry, what's the point? God is saying, if you do what only you can do, I will do the rest. You see the principle? Do what only you can do, and God will do what only he can do. And God splitted the Red Sea. But every miracle is different. Joshua, the disciple of Moses, they had to cross the Jordan River. This time there were no stick, no bread, no char. There was something different. I want to read it to you in the Bible in Joshua chapter 3, 8 and 15. Tell the priest to carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's water, go and stand in the river. Now comes the flipping problem. Now the Jordan is a flood stage during the harvest. It was impossible to cross the Jordan River. And now here's the Bible saying, Yet as soon as the priests went to carry the ark, reached the Jordan, at their feet touched the water's edge. The water from upstream stopped flowing. How does the miracle happen? That the whole people of God could walk over the Jordan River? Because 
They had to step in the water. If you do what only you can do, that means we step in in faith. It's a small step towards the promise of God and then God will do what only God can do. Do you understand the principle? Don't be passive and wait that God is doing the miracle. Do what only you can do and God will do what only he can do. Some weeks ago, the, uh, a person came to me and the person is single. And uh, the person said to me, Pastor Leo, I'm single. I said, how can it be that you're still single? There are 3.5 billions of women. The marketplace is bigger than ever. I said, no, no, it's not easy, Pastor Leo. I'm praying every day, every day, every day to God. God, please give me the right woman. Give me the right woman. I said, how in the world? 3.5. She said, no, 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 it's not easy. Then I asked her a question. We have in ICF Zurich speed dating, or you can call it hyperspeed dating. And we have a lot of people, they found each other in the hyperspeed dating in ICF Zurich. They're still married, have babies and good titers. And I asked her, ask him, to, have you ever signed in for speed dating? Oh, no, 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 nothing for me. Then I said to him, yeah, then, then stay single for the rest of your life. He said, why are you so rude? Said, no, I'm not rude. I just want to tell you something. I don't say speed dating is right or wrong. It's just speed dating. But I want to say to you, if you not do what only you can do, then God will not do what he can do. And if you sign in, that means I go the right step. This is an action step, I believe. And in the end, that you find a person that's speed, speed dating, it's still a miracle. Do you know what I mean? Do what only you can do, and God will do what only he can do. Let's see a clip from a guy in our church. He opened a company. He started a company. And you know why? He has done what only he can do. And God has done what only he can do. Let's see this amazing story. Als Zimmermann habe ich eigentlich angefangen, habe die Lehre gemacht, zehn Jahre, viel Beruf gearbeitet. Und dann habe ich gemerkt, das ist nicht so, nicht so mies. Ich will lieber ein bisschen genauer Richtung Möbeldesign. Ich habe dann darum eine Schreinerlehre noch zusätzlich gemacht und dann nach dieser Lehre ähm, Arbeitsvorbereiter. Und dort habe ich mich schon einmal damit auseinandergesetzt, soll ich mich selbstständig machen. Was heisst das? Was bedeutet das? Was kostet das? Und, und was braucht es alles dazu? Eigentlich rausgekommen ist, ja, ich will es machen, aber der Zeitpunkt ist noch nicht dran. Ja, eigentlich habe ich nachher als äh, Arbeitsvorbereiter dann geschafft in einer Firma. Ich habe dann eigentlich einfach während dieser Zeit noch mal gemerkt, irgendwie will ich gleich noch ein bisschen mehr Sinn in dieser Arbeit sehen. Zu dieser Zeit habe ich dann den Malo kennengelernt. Er hat mir erzählt von seinem Traum, eine Werkstatt zu haben. Aus dem heraus ist eigentlich dann das Dreamlab entstanden, wo ich als Volontär mitgearbeitet habe, 20 Prozent in der Woche. Ich habe dann ich habe dort Kulissen gemacht für den ICF, ähm, Esther und Ryland, Musical haben wir gebaut mit Volunteers und, und ich auch als Volunteer. Und, ja, das hat mega Spass gemacht und ich habe dann ja, eigentlich dort gefunden, es wäre cool, mich selbstständig zu machen. Und dann nachher habe ich angefangen, einen Schritt zu unternehmen, überlegen, wie man das könnte machen könnte, umgeschaut nach Räumen. Und dann ist eigentlich herausgekommen, dass die Halle nebenan, gerade neben dem Dreamlab, die haben wollen, 
Vertrag frühzeitig austreten. Und ja, das ist für mich ist das wie so, Gott hat die Türen aufgemacht. Und gleichzeitig hat dann ein, ein Schreiner-Kollege, der pensionierten Alter ist, hat mich gefragt, ob ich seine Maschinen übernehmen will. Eigentlich hat mir seine ganze Werkstatt gratis zur Verfügung stellen. Und ich bin Schritt gegangen und, und Gott hat die Türen aufgemacht. Und das ist für mich ein riesiges Wunder. Und darum ist eigentlich die Entscheidung dann, ist die so gekommen. Jetzt ist, ist die Zeit. Besser wird es nicht mehr, die Chance, um selbstständig zu werden. Und, und darum habe ich jetzt den Schritt gewagt. Yes, I like it. Amazing. We are in a, in, a, in a season where we're collecting money for our new building coming home project. I want to speak really honest about, about my financial situation as a pastor. And it's, it has to do with the message which I told you. If I do what only I can do, then God will do what only he can do. And about, about five years ago, God gave me a vision. He said to me, Leo, take the sheep principle. If you take care for a sheep, that means after one year the sheep maybe double, has maybe three sheep, then four sheep, and every year you can cut the wool of a sheep. And God is saying to me, Leo, if you're investing your money into a company, it's like a sheep. That means once a year you get the wool, the dividende, and this you bring to the church of ICF Zurich. And then you have like two points. First of all, you can give wool, money to the church, and the sheep can multiply from year to year. Instead of always giving everything, invest smartly. My wife and we, we have done that, and we invest in a very cool company. In the first year, we earned money, and I said to the company, let's give all the money we earned together to the church, because the Bible says the first fruit belongs to God and is holy. He said, we take the whole first fruit and we gave it to ICF Church. Last year, we earned nothing. And this year, the company earned again. But the company said, we want to close the company because on the long run, there is no market for this company. And um, I was there. I said to God, oh, that's a very cool strategy. But after three years, it's game over. And I like the idea of have a sheep and it creates every year wool, you can give more money to the local church. And I ask a lot of people, business people, can I invest in your company? Everybody said, no, 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 no. I have money, no. I don't need a pastor, no, <laughs> no, no. I had the word no, no, no all the time. What's the first step for a miracle. I said to my wife, if we believe in a miracle, then we have to do what only we can do. And if you have a need, plant a seed. If you have a need, plant a seed. I want to read you the Bible verse and then I want to go on with the story. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, the Bible says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. With other words, what is our action step? I said to my wife, all the money we earned this year, the wool of the sheep, 
We bring the whole money to ISAF Zurich. If we have a need, we plant a seed. What we can do, we can give all the wool, all the money, all the dividend. We give everything to ISAF Zurich. I filled out a check, and I'll tell you something. was five numbers, not just 3,000. was a big number above the ties. Only five or six weeks later, God opened doors and we were able to invest in four companies. Four amazing flipping companies. And assigned the contracts and I will earn more money than I ever earned in my whole life. And this is for me no coincidence that God has opened doors because if I do what only I can do, then God will do what only He can do. And God's business is in the terms of healing power, redemption power, and signs and miracles. This is God's business. Yes, this is God's business. If you don't give an applause, I don't know how God is speak. God is speak. This is God's business. And I'm not surprised about the miracle because if I do what only I can do, then God will do what only He can do. The point is everybody has a different story. I don't know what is your situation. But I want to tell you something. When a farmer sows some seed, and my mom, she's a farmer lady. If a farmer sows the seed, he knows when he's sowing the seeds, it goes six months, but then harvest time will come. No farmer will say to you, oh, I'm not sure if I reap the harvest. I'm not sure if uh, the harvest is good. Maybe we get nothing, no harvest. Every farmer sows in faith who sows will also reap. If you don't sow, you will not reap. If you do not do what only you can do, you will not reap a miracle. I want to read this Bible verse to you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. Now, he who supplies the seeds to the sower, God has given you seeds. And the bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seeds and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. With other words, if you do what only you can do with the seeds, God will do his part. And God is doing his part always in an excellent way. So many people ask me, Leo, how does God make miracles? Not when you wait and be passive. The miracles belong to those people. They do what they believe. Have you ever prayed a prayer? When you prayed the prayer, you were afraid about your own words? Have you ever prayed a prayer where the prayer makes you afraid what you ask God? Because God's miracles are happens in the unseen world. And if you're stepping out in faith, then God will prove how big He is. I hope you understand the message. It's very simple. But you cannot be passive and hope and believe and wait until God does a miracle. I want to close with this wall behind here. This is Jericho. You know how Jericho fall down? Because the people of God walked around the walls of Jericho. 
they have done what only they can do was walking around the walls. But on the seventh days, and the number seven means creation, new beginning. On the seventh day, on the seventh round, in Joseph chapter 6, verse 20, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and the sounds of the trumpet. When the man gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the whole city. And this is a prophetic moment. There's a moment in your life where you shout, where you scream to the devil, where you scream to God and say, God, now it's a time for a breakthrough. Now it's a time for a miracle in terms of my family. Now it's a time that the walls will falling down. I believe there is a moment where you're raising up your voice, you're screaming to God. You believe it, that the best days are not behind you. The best days are in front of you. There is a moment where the miracles will take place. You combine the action step with the words together, gives a miracle. I want to close this message. I want to ask you please to stand up for a moment. We read this amazing Bible verse that the people of God, they shouted, they screamed. Just a moment. What is your Jericho? In which area you need a miracle? Maybe you're single. Maybe you want to have a baby, more money. A job, a vision, joy, strength. Just take your point in your life. And when I count on three, let's scream so loud that your own Jericho will fall down. I believe that, that your own Jericho will fall down. Are you ready? Just fill your heart right now with faith, expectance. I say one, Two and three, shout it loud, come on, Jay!